We are live with the 108th episode of the Dodging Tilt DFS podcast. My name is John. You guys can find me on Twitter at John Hewish Sports. It is a Friday afternoon, um, which means that myself and Nick are back again to talk about NFL football heading into week 13. The bye weeks are finally over. We got a 13-game main slate. Um, took a Thanksgiving break last week, though. But that's okay. Uh, I think it, it still went well for both of us, and I uh, I got to avoid making a fake chalk call. So, um, just all kinds of positivity the last week. But uh, <laughs> how's how's your how's the NFL side of things been for you? Yeah, I mean the week before I lost, so I had my third loss of the year, but I did win the main slate last week. I didn't really play any cash on Thanksgiving. It was just I don't know. I don't I didn't I didn't love the slate. Um, for a three gamer but yeah no nine and three decent record i'm happy um i'm really liking that we're getting all these options back because not only does it give us options to choose from but it's also going to reduce a lot of that ownership and a lot of that chalk and uh yeah it, there's more of an advantage when there's more to choose from and more for people to make mistakes with so i i, I like the 13 games I'm, I'm excited to get into this week yeah yeah love love the bigger slates um so for all you guys who don't know, we're going to do a positional breakdown for each position. Then we're going to hop into quarterback, wide receiver combo, our favorite uh, our favorite tournament play, our dumpster dive play of the week, fake chalk, uh, chalk lock that we're locking into our cash games, and then a bold call. So do we want to save the Kareem Hunt thing for running backs, or do we want to just get it out? Do we just want to get this out of the way now? Yeah, we could talk about it. Uh, it broke like an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was surprised. How did I see? I don't know. Somebody retweeted it on my timeline. And I, I saw it, and then apparently this came out in February. But obviously, the fact that there's a video isn't really helping this guy's case. And you know, they're saying it's Ray Rice 2.0, which I think is a bit aggressive considering Ray Rice literally one punch TKO'd um, his fiance at the time. Uh, which yeah. Like I don't I, I don't know. No, I, obviously, like I think actually they've released odds for him playing on Sunday, and. Uh, uh, the no was minus two hundred, but uh, yeah. what's what's your take on the situation? I don't know that he'll get suspended right away because they're gonna have to investigate it, and we're already so close to Sunday. But I think he's definitely getting suspended, like probably for the rest of the season at least. Um, no, he didn't clock cold clock this lady in the face, but there was like ten dudes there holding him back, and he still managed to toss her and then kick her while she was on the ground, which was. A little absurd but yeah i mean it's just a bad look for the nfl like they're already dealing with the reuben foster crap like the redskins just don't care like i saw someone tweet are you really surprised the team called the redskins doesn't care about uh like i don't know some whatever that's not the point the point is the nfl is very image conscious um they know that the average fan is who they need to target to because you and me are going to watch no matter what like the hardcore fans not going anywhere so to kind of get those other demographics you can't have this shit going on and really like even as like a hardcore football fan like you don't want to see this like it, i mean yeah he didn't knock her out and no it wasn't like his wife but if anything that might make it worse because um this woman could press charges like so much more can come out of this now um and yeah i think it's an image thing more than anything for the nfl um, they they pick and choose their battles, and this seems like one. Uh, I don't know if they really want to fight, um, but yeah, bad luck. And a, another interesting thing will be to see how the Chiefs respond and how 
his teammates respond to this because I think that'll be pretty telling. Um, so but yeah, let's you know no charges pressed. Uh, this happened in February. Uh, the video just got released now though, so I think that's why people are making an issue because there's the you know the video proof just makes it so much worse rather than kind of a right. But I'm saying like. Like, an ambulance chaser could just see this on TMZ, and they always have lawyers doing that shit over there. Like, you, someone's going to call this woman. Like, and I don't know. It's, there's no statute of limitations, like, within a year. Like, it's it's a long-ass time. So, I I don't know, man. It's it's not looking good for old Kareem Hunt, as good as he's looked this season. It's just, it sucks, because he's been awesome to watch. Um yeah, it's it's a bad look for him and the team, considering everything that happened with with Tyreek Hill. That's that's not surprising. But from what I saw from the video, it looked like that she took she threw the first hit, threw the first punch. Um, and it's 2018, and I think we can all agree that gender neutrality is very important. So, you know, <laughs> if you hit somebody, expect to get hit back. I think the way that he went after her was kind of like a little bit too. Um, aggressive where he literally had all those guys like holding him back and he just like you could tell he really wanted to get at her and you know who knows what she said i think there's a couple things she could have said that would have justified you know did you hear the circumstances though no no what by tmz apparently they were in a hotel room and she was refusing to like hook up with a guy in his entourage and that's like what the whole police conversation was like that's why he was flipping out she wanted to leave so also mm. not a good look <laughs> okay, well in that situation then no no this, this was a disagreement i had with somebody right after this came out that was like oh like you know you'd, you'd hit somebody half your size and my counter argument was well if i went up to kareem hunt or somebody that was you know huge and i hit them i would expect to get hit back i wouldn't like i don't know I just think it's it's stupid that people kind of take that that angle that it's like you know he brutalized her. I think that's what they used. In yeah, the- that's that, that's an aggressive headline. He brutalized her. Like, um, but yeah, you, you can't really hit women even if they hit you. Like, uh, <laughs> no, you know. can't. Um, personally, no. I mean, no. There's, I mean, you can't. And then it's like, you know, especially some might if agree. you're like representing a company because at the end of the day this is a business as well like if i went to my job and a woman hit me and i hit her back i, I still expect that i would probably feel more of the uh the wrath the brunt of the punish yeah, yeah yeah so i mean at the end of the day too it is a business it's not just it's not just a game um so the nfl has a lot to think about and deal with um it'll be interesting to see how they respond because this also fuels the whole Kaepernick thing now. Like, you got Foster playing. If they don't properly discipline Hunt, then he's... I don't even know. Like, no, it's yeah. just a bad look. They're, like, they, they've handled things so poorly of all the of all the sports. Like, it's just consistently... I don't know. There's no rhyme or reason to how they discipline people. Like, I, I haven't figured it out. It's a case-by-case basis, and I don't know where... Like, what's in the rule book? Because... At the end of the day, like it, it just seems like they just kind of go based off their mood or like what the public's perception is at the time, which mm-hmm. probably isn't the way to do it. But yeah, just just to finish your point of the comparison of first you hitting a coworker in this situation. I mean, the guy has kind of, millions of dollars. You know, how easy is it when you have all that money and all that potential? To just just walk away. You know, like right. somebody would have to say something so extreme 
to someone with all that money really i mean like right. well to- i'm sure alcohol was heavily involved um also that they were like hanging out with these girls in a hotel room like yeah, i don't know it just doesn't seem like the most uh it's i don't very, know it's very on brand for the nfl i'll say that. yeah yeah unfortunately that's that's definitely true but i will say that in spite of my my take on this i did managed to pick up spencer Ware in all four of my fantasy leagues <laughs> within <laughs> within like 30 seconds of tmz dropping the video um so i'd happen to be scrolling twitter and someone retweeted it and first thought wasn't oh so i don't know what that says about me as a person or <laughs> wait sorry sorry repeat that your first thought was wasn't what my first thought wasn't like oh this poor woman or damn kareem Hunt. it was i need spencer Ware. oh um, yeah no same i mean it's a poor reflection on me as well, but yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I I got three leagues in the playoffs, so I I gotta get them. <laughs> it's pretty sad though. I don't know, conflict of interest, but better me than someone else. Yeah, I mean, nobody was seriously hurt. Can't blame you for you know not having any like sympathy here. Everybody's fine. Everybody involved in the situation right now is, to the most extent, fine. They're okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so too long didn't listen, uh, result of that. Uh, play Spencer Ware on Sunday and pick him up if he's still available in your fantasy leagues, which he probably isn't by the time you're listening to this. Um, but that's okay. Uh, all right, let's jump into the, the quarterback side of things now. Uh, despite all the options at quarterback this week, I kind of have my narrowed down to like four that I like right now. Uh, Jared Goff is the top of the board for me against Detroit at 6,400. Lions are 31st in DVOA, uh, and they've given up an average of 23.6 fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last five weeks. And the Rams have an implied total of 32 points, so against a secondary that bad, it's been giving up that many points. He's fine for cash. Andrew Luck, he got a $600 price drop, a heroic comeback performance by the Colts last Sunday against the, the Dolphins. Um, the Jaguars' secondary has been really bad. Over the last month, they've given up an average of over 25 fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. At 5,800, you know, at this point, why do you not play Andrew Luck? Is there any reason not to play him? Um... I mean, you see the Jaguars and you see that it's a divisional game. I think that would be like the one thing if like you kind of see the game going that way. But um, really, no. I mean, I played him last week in cash and he did great things for me. So I'm happy to play Andrew Luck. And I'll I'll swallow my words because I was a doubter at the beginning of the year. Like as much volume as he had going, he wasn't really throwing the ball down the field. But he looks like the old Andrew Luck now. And um yeah, the word around the campfire out here, like in Boston, is that Josh McDaniels is probably kicking himself because the reason he may have bailed from taking the Colt job last year was the uncertainty of one Andrew Luck. So We didn't even know if he was going to play in the NFL again. And right, right. The Colts went and drafted. I mean, I knew he'd play. I knew he'd play. I just didn't know how effective was, he'd be. I remember you weren't so sure, though. I think we talked no. about this during our draft. No, I wasn't. Yeah. Um, I didn't yeah. think he'd play again, and... You know, it's crazy when you surround a good quarterback with, you know, the proper protection, what they can do. Absolutely mind-boggling, um, but not really. I mean, his, you know, he was just getting no protection before. So now that they're, like, properly protecting him, he can do a thing. And 
it's been amazing to see, and I'm really glad he's he's back in the league. Uh, that's something I wanted to be wrong about um, yeah. when I said that for sure that he wouldn't play because he's definitely a good guy to have in the league. Um, another quarterback we're going to look at this week is Kirk Cousins. He's 5,500 in New England. Uh, this is pretty well the one of the best game scripts you can ask for. Five-point dogs in New England, so going to be doing a lot of passing, hopefully late into the game. Uh, Pat's pasty is 18th in DVOA, and they're giving up about 22.5 fantasy points to certain quarterbacks. So uh, Cousins is a safe cash option at 55. Then if you really want to go all the way down to Jeff Driscoll, of the Cincinnati Bengals, he's getting the start for Andy Dalton. He's only 4,500. Um, over the last month, the Broncos haven't held an opposing quarterback under 20 DraftKings points, and that's you know including games at home where you'd think they'd at least be better. Uh, they're in Cincy now. He's got rushing touchdown upside, likely going to be throwing the ball deep into the game because I don't think the Bengals are in a rush to get Tom Savage snaps, even if they're losing by a bunch. So uh, that's definitely a route you can go at 4,500. But yeah, FanDuel. No. Yeah, I mean, it's more the same. I mean, up top, you have Mahomes. If you want to play him in a GPP, I think that price should keep some ownership off him. But he, he's just a ridiculously good play every week right now, especially against Oakland. But I don't want to talk about him. I really like Cam Newton at 8,700. Uh, he has that rushing floor, which we love to play in cash. Um, and obviously, his tournament upside, too. Uh, just from a pure raw points perspective, um, he, he's probably... He'll be up there with Mahomes, I think. Um, so I do really like that spot. On the other side of the ball, probably my cash quarterback this week and my favorite quarterback play, as much as it pains me to say, is going to be famous Jameis Winston. Uh, the Panthers' defense is not that good. Um, they rank bottom third in the league in rushing, in coverage, in overall defense. Like, I, I think people just think of Luke Keekley and the Like, it, they're, they're not that good anymore. Like, I, I don't really know... Um, and yeah, I mean, the Bucks have a 25.5 implied team total. Um, it's not world beating, but they are at home. And I do think Cam and the Panthers put up some points, so they will be throwing. And as good as Peyton Barber has looked, they're still not really feeding him all that much. So it, it's going to be a lot of Jameis Winston this week. Um, yeah, if I'm looking for value, um, it, it's kind of tough. I don't know. Like Winston's pretty cheap on FanDuel, honestly. It's seventy five hundred. I think you could take a look at Mariota at seven K. Um, yeah, I, I just don't feel great about it. Like the, on a slate like this where you have thirteen games, there's just so much value. I don't really see the need to go lower than Winston. Uh, Russell Wilson is only two hundred more than Winston. I also like him a lot. Um, he's facing San Francisco. Just not a great team they're trying to figure out who's worth keeping at this point i think and uh yeah wilson he, he's had a lot of good games this year his floor is lower than it should be and we've seen this in these divisional games like eh, it, it's a little scary for cash that's why i just prefer winston i think he's going to be throwing the ball down the field more but i do really like those two plays if i'm paying up it's got to be cam newton though that running backs um Todd Gurley's back on the main slate, so you must be locking him in everywhere, right? Um, yes and no. I mean, he's here's the thing. I built a cash line like before I did this show. I usually build it around this time every week, and Gurley's in my lineup. But he wasn't the first running back I plugged in. Um, I actually started this week with McCaffrey, who's just been 
ridiculous um, these past few weeks. He's coming off a 41-point game. Well, I really don't think he hits the ceiling. Like, to lock in 20 to 30 points, which I think is a reasonable expectation for him against Tampa, um, I'm more than happy to do that. It's a 1K discount from Gurley, um, who's in a great spot. Uh, before the Lions added Snacks Harrison, they were one of the worst rush defenses in the league. Since they have added Snacks Harrison, they're still one of the worst rush defenses <laughs> in the league. So I, I really like Gurley in a game that the Rams should be up. Um, they're in they're in the dome. It, it, it's not home, but I, I think they'll make it feel like home pretty quickly. Um, so I do love Gurley here. Um, another guy that's getting a lot of love across the industry is definitely Aaron Jones. The Cardinals have given up 100 yards to pretty much everyone they faced over the past few weeks. And uh, yeah, Aaron Jones is really emerging as one of the league's better backs. Um, Aaron Rodgers saw it. Uh, a lot of his teammates saw it. Mike McCarthy just continues to prove he, he's one of the most overrated coaches ever and maybe the worst coach in the NFL. So um, I'm going to have a lot of Aaron Jones this week. Um, yeah, Kareem Hunt. <laughs> if he plays, I probably wouldn't play him here. I mean, I just prefer McCaffrey. Um, but for tournaments, maybe. It's just such like a bad narrative, but like maybe he runs like <laughs> runs for his life because it might be his last game ever. Um, so that's a, that's interesting. Uh, Barkley against the Bears. He has the ceiling, but it, it's not my favorite spot. Matt Breida at 6,400 is in a really great spot. Um, I've played him a ton this year. Every week he carries a questionable tag. Every week he goes out there and puts up yards. Um, so I do like Breida a lot. Um, the question of Carlos Hyde or TJ Yeldon is one many will be asking this week in building their rosters for me on FanDuel. Um, the answer is neither. Uh, I really don't love either of these guys. Um, I just don't think either are that talented. Um, if I were to play one, it'd probably be Yeldon just because he has kind of that pass-catching upside. Um, Nick Chubb continues to light the world on fire. Um, I think you could look there. Philip Lindsay, Joe Mixon. Um, on opposite sides of the ball in that game too. Um, there's a lot of good options this week, but yeah, if I'm locking in guys for cash, it's CMC and Jones. Um, I would love to get Gurley in there where, where I can afford him, but I don't know that he's my number one priority as he was because he kind of showed that floor, and like once you see a floor like that, it's it makes you pause. Um, but it's still Todd Gurley. Um, one thing I don't like is that he's playing at one o'clock. Like all year, it's been so nice having Gurley go at four and just watch your your cash line cashed as soon as he starts running and everyone get pissed off and tilted and uh yeah so i'll have some girly but i wish he was playing later in the day <laughs> you say he's playing at one o'clock for me in my head i'm like what do you mean he plays at one o'clock every week oh no yeah i'm, I'm east coast for those uh on the west it's, it's a real pain in the ass at this point honestly i need to move to somewhere in the eastern time zone um because <laughs> you know just dealing with the differences you know i'm on the losing end of it for sure i mean being on the West Coast, still better than being on, like, Mountain Time, which nobody cares about, but, uh, yeah, not great. <laughs> so you basically covered all the guys I was going to mention, um, just to kind of highlight on the drafting side what I think. Uh, McCaffrey is only 500 less than Gurley over here, so I think definitely both are in play, and with a value that's opening up, I think you could play both, honestly. Um, it's definitely not impossible. Obviously, Kareem Hunt isn't much of an option, but for 100 more, you can get Saquon Barkley, who got a $1,200 price drop after coming uh, coming off back-to-back 30-plus point performances. So it feels kind of chasey when you play a guy that's gone off, but when his price has gone down 1,200, it, despite the shit matchup, you know he has to at least be in consideration. Uh, more so for tournaments than cash, though. 
Um, then for, on the value side of things, Philip Lindsay is going up against the Bengals' run defense, which is giving up 33.4 fantasy points per game to running backs. Uh, running back ones have scored 25-plus in three of the last five weeks against the Bengals. Game script fits in well, etc. So I like Lindsay here at 5,400. Uh, Gus Edwards, if he plays, and Alex Cullen sits, both are questionable right now. He should definitely be in consideration. And Carlos Hyde is only 3,300 on DraftKings. $300 above minimum salary, so he's an option, but like not a great one because I, I don't see him getting a bunch of yards. You know, you're kind of hoping for a, a Carlos Hyde one-yard touchdown run if you if you play him. Um, and obviously Spencer Ware is going to be a very popular option against the Raiders uh, with probably no Kareem Hunt at only 4000 So uh, I will definitely have some Spencer Ware on Sunday if we get confirmation that Kareem Hunt isn't playing. But I love that narrative that you put in, that he will literally run for his career. Because, um, yeah, man, he, he might get blackballed. Um, yeah. Yeah, and even if the league doesn't suspend him, there's a chance the team suspends him too. So that's something. No, to keep I, an eye. I think the team will after what happened with the Tyreek Hill thing and what you know. There was some rumor of him, you know, and his pregnant girlfriend, but oh, video God. never came out of that. So you know, I think they kind of were able to brush it on the rug. But you know, when there's again, when there's a video, it just makes it, you know. 10 times you have worse. to do something yeah, yeah. you have the nfl you have to yeah and like you said there were no charges pressed initially but watching that video i mean the man is guilty of assault in pretty much any way you slice it so i don't know it's 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 a difficult situation let's talk about wide receivers so you guys know I write the the catch article over on dailyplayaction.com, so you can go there to find my top receivers each pricing tier with super in-depth uh, breakdown for each one. But for the pod, I just like to name some quarterback uh, wide receivers I'd pair with a quarterback and some that I'd run naked. So top of the board for me for guys I'd pair with a quarterback is actually Robert Woods with um, Jared Goff. Woods has been more consistent than Cooks for sure. Um, even though Cooks might have more upside, I like Woods for cash games. Tyler Boyd, you know, if you really want to scrape the bottom of the barrel, yes, I know Jeff Green is – Jeff Green, Jesus, basketball in the mind. <laughs> Too much basketball. A.J. Green is playing on Sunday, but Tyler Boyd's production with A.J. Green was good. He had strong production last week um, despite how bad the Bengals got beat, and his price only went up $100 on DK. So I'm okay if you want to kind of pair him with Driscoll, like the – it's not maybe the worst idea. Um, and then obviously Diggs and Thielen with um, Kirk Cousins with Thielen being probably the better option there because uh, Diggs is probably going to get the, the Stephon Gilmore shadow treatment. And then guys that run naked, DeAndre Hopkins, he has been absolutely insane. And wide receiver ones have been doing pretty damn good against the Browns. Uh, Kenny G, our boy, I think uh, the, the high total here, and I think the – you know, the fact that Matt Stafford's going to have to be throwing late into the game will play well into his uh, production. Also, if Bruce Ellington sits, he's questionable. He just got named questionable uh, right now, so that could give him a bump because I think Ellington had like nine catches last week or something insane. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders and then Corey Davis are two other guys that run naked. Good matchup for Sanders, but don't want to play any Case Keenum. So, yeah, that's my wide receiver pool right now. Yeah, so I think with Hunt now questionable and Sammy Watkins announced out, Tyreek Hill is the best option on the board. He's really like the only receiver I really want to pay up for. Um, Thielen alone, like, I don't know. It's just the way I do lineup 
construction and GPPs, I'll have a lot of these guys, but for cash games, I'm not really going to be paying up a receiver. You mentioned our boy Kenny Galladay. He has looked great um, with Marvin Jones Jr. out, Golden Tate traded. Obviously, he's getting all the targets now. Um, I think you can look at uh, Corey Davis at 5,900. Um, he's proven to be Mariota's favorite target. He, he's also a pretty damn talented receiver, uh, so I do like him. Um, if you're playing uh, your boy Luck, I think you pair him with Hilton. I think that's fine. He's he's had some good games against the Jaguars before. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty high on Emmanuel Sanders. He always gets the targets. He did wonderful, wonderful things for me last week in cash. Um, but yeah, I mean, my favorite receivers on the slate really are like super value guys. Um, Chris Conley now at 4,500 with Watkins out immediately becomes one of the better value plays on the slate. He's coming off a week. He had, uh, eight targets, seven receptions for 74 yards and two touchdowns. Um, so I, I think he's definitely, if he does half that at 4,500, I'm more than happy. Um, another guy who's definitely underpriced is Demarius Thomas uh Kiki Cutie is uh I think he's questionable right now uh, with a hammy he re-aggravated uh it's just tough to know with hamstrings so even if he goes I like Thomas though at 5300 it's just way too cheap he kind of had a coming out party against Tennessee on uh was it Thursday night football or Monday night football I think it was Monday night football yeah I like that a lot I have I think I have DT in my first like cash build right now as well yeah i mean he, he's underpriced um yeah uh speaking of that trade uh Cortland sutton's been kind of overlooked um the past couple weeks just kind of being mediocre but he's faced really good pass defenses in houston the chargers and and pittsburgh's been a little bit better so i i do like sutton um against cincinnati it's just a terrible terrible team and um, as much as we like Sanders, I think he's currently listed as questionable. So I, I'm guessing he plays, or maybe they just pulled the tag, actually. But yeah, he was listed as questionable, so keep an eye on that. But I, I expect them both to go, so I, I do like Sutton regardless. Um, and all that being said, I still really wouldn't love to play Case Keenum. Um, something else to keep an eye on, Deshaun Jackson was ruled out today, which could mean more targets for one Adam Humphreys or a Chris Godwin. Um, I do love Winston. It's just really tough to pair him with someone because you never really know which guy he's going to target all that much. Um, Mike Evans, 7,900. It's just too expensive for me. There's just better options up there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a good week for value at a receiver. I'll be paying down a lot. I think Tyler Boyd's fine. Uh, I don't know. Josh Gordon's been okay. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't like paying up at receiver. Um, another guy I want to mention who I've been kind of playing a lot this year is Christian Kirk. Um, his price just never seems to be where it should be. He's still under 6K. Um, just doing a little more digging here. Yeah, I, I think that's it for the most part. But the, the guys I'm really high on right now are Demarius Thomas at 5,300, Chris Conley at 4,500, and I also really like Galladay, Hill. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if Diggs is out, you have to play Thielen a little bit. Um He's just going to be. Is expected to play. He is now. Oh, I uh, thought I thought he was like like trending towards doubtful. Shit. Let me Google. Like you might be right. I, I think I just saw the notification. He misses. A while ago. Oh, you're right. He missed the practice today, and that's what I saw. But he said, "Oh no, he returned." That was yesterday's news. Okay, so you're right. Yeah, Diggs is back, but I don't know. I mean, doesn't really hurt feeling too much in my eyes. Um, 
honestly, the way Belichick kind of game plans, it might open things up for him. So I, I don't mind it. Um, but yeah, that makes me like Cousins even more, for sure. So cool. Tight ends, super easy position this week. Um, you know, people try to get cued at tight end or whatever. Uh, it's not not for me this week. So if you're paying all the way up, it's Travis Kelsey at 7K. If you want a mid price guy, go ahead and eat your Eric Ebron chalk at 4200. Um, uh, he always seems to get that bailout touchdown or some shit when he's chalky. Um, <laughs> but Matt Lacoste, your boy Jeff Hoyerman is is injured this week, so he's playing against the worst defense uh, against tight ends in the NFL, giving up 18 DraftKings points per game and has given up eight touchdowns. Um, I don't expect Matt Lacoste to score 18 DraftKings points, but it'd be pretty cool if he could get, like, 10. And I don't think that's too much of a stretch. Um, so, yeah, i like me some Matt Lacoste this week at 2,500 on DraftKings. Like, that's, that's about as close to minimum price as you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tight end. Bring back kickers. Get rid of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, Travis Kelsey, he's expensive. You could play him. George Kittle, I'm not paying that for him. Like, it was funny last week how chalky he was, and people were like, oh, yeah, this is the first week you definitely pay up for tight end, da 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 And, um, yeah, that didn't really work out. There's just, I don't know. I mean, Gronk's healthy now, in quotations, healthy. Um, he's probably the best play on the board at 6,700. Like, I'd rather play him than Kittle or Kelsey, I think, even against a good Vikings team. Um, but the only tight ends I'm really even considering this week are under 5K. Um, and that's Matt Lacoste, who you already mentioned, and also Cameron Bright, um, who's just been a favorite target of Jameis Winston uh, for pretty much as long as they've been playing together. I think he scored a touchdown in each of the last two weeks. So Cameron Bright's a good play. Matt Lacoste is a good play. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't mind Gronk at 6,700. Like we've seen him at 8,700. I don't know that he's the same player, but he had a few big plays last week. So I don't know. Any given week he could go off. So I I wouldn't run him out there in cash, but for GPPs, if you're playing Brady, I think you got to pair him with Gronk over say, um, Josh Gordon, who's probably going to get a lot of Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, God, it's no. I never thought I'd be petitioning for kickers to come back, but hashtag it's bring fun. back the kicker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, there's this game on FanDuel where they like you pick three kickers or four kickers and then just a super flex. <laughs> so it's like kicker, 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 and then like I don't know CMC or something. So it's a stupid format. It's just another way for them to get rake, but. Uh, I don't know. I haven't even played it. But if you really need to get kickers in your DFS life, it's it's available in this strange, strange format. <laughs> Moving on to defense and special teams, the Bears are 3,300 on DraftKings. They've scored double-digit fantasy points every game for the last month. Um, it's expensive, but i take a look there. And then the Chiefs at 2,500, I think, is the play this week against the Raiders. Um no defenses in that like 2k range that really stick out to me that are worth punting this week obviously it's always an option you know to just pick a minimum salary defense and hope for the best but i think the raiders have good upside against Carr, who hasn't been getting much protection um at 25 hundo so yeah not a lot to love on defense this week yeah, I mean, there never really is. In like I always talk about, there's there's a lot of variance here. So if you're paying up, like 
I don't know why, um, essentially. But this week, I might pay up in quotes. Um, the Packers are at home against Arizona. Uh, it's just a really good spot at 4,400. I'm going to be playing a ton of Aaron Jones, and it correlates super well. Um, so I could see going there. Um, I do like the Chiefs at 4,300. Um, they played Oakland. Is this the first time they played Oakland this year? That's weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Raiders suck, so that's <laughs> obviously a good play. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, if you're paying like way down, it's funny this week. The Raiders are 2K against the Chiefs, which is notable. Um, but you really can't play them. Um, Wait, they're 2K on FanDuel? Yeah, yeah. Hold on a and, minute. Yeah. Wait a s- mm, Right. That's, man. It's tempting, right? No, like, that they, is. Like, I didn't even know the prices went down that low at defense. No, I didn't either. And the, and the funny thing is they get the Cardinals at 2,800 against Green Bay. I think I like that even more, but... Um, yeah, I mean, if you really want to punt defense, I think you can do it there. Uh, just just expect to lose, like, three points with that spot. But <laughs> if that 1K is going to afford you, like, 10 points somewhere else, then just kind of think of it that way. Like, you can't just look at defenses from a pure production standpoint. Um, you kind of have to just work it with your lineup construction. Um, another decent spot... Uh, there's not many, you're right. I mean, Miami at 4,100 is interesting. They've had a few huge, huge games this year. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm probably going to play Green Bay. Um, I also like Miami a little bit. And I don't know. I, I'm going to toy with that. I'm going to build some lineups and see what the projections look like with with a 2K Raiders team losing five points or, uh, <laughs> or Arizona at 2,800. But... Yeah, it's a weird week, and um, I don't know. I've played the Browns defense like four times this season, so pretty much I'm, I'm down for whatever. <laughs> okay. Not the most helpful take for listeners. Uh, down for whatever on defense. No, but yeah, I mean, kinda just look at the totals. Find a low total, find who's cheap, and kind of go off that. Like The Rams are 4,100 too. I think you could look at them. Um, actually, I'm just realizing that right now. Yeah, I like that more than the Dolphins. I'd rather play the Rams at 4,100. Is Aqib Tlaib coming back this week, too, I've heard? Maybe? Uh, Is it next week? I think I saw his name pop up on my phone. Likely but to play. Like... Likely to play. Yeah, if he comes back, that helps that defense a lot. So I, I do like him. If he can kind of key in on uh, our boy Kenny, we might have to over. We might have to rethink that matchup a bit. But right. I, I like I like Tlaib. Kenny G's uh, the GOAT. It's weird. Um completely off topic but I, I knew who kenny g was when you when you made that reference uh, a couple of weeks oh. ago and when i'm <laughs> when i sat down to write my quarterback wide receiver articles i just turned on like you know the best of kenny g oh, and it was hilarious. weird how like you know i just got into it like i wasn't like you know just kind of zoned in on writing with you know this guy playing the sax in the background he's pretty good pretty good um yeah pretty relaxing oh, so. yeah i mean hey saxophone it's nice it's soothing Exactly. Okay, let's wrap up the show with our six segments uh, that we always do. Starting with the top quarterback wide receiver combination. For me, it's Kirk Cousins to Adam Thielen, although Jared Goff to Robert Woods is looking like a pretty close second at this point. Again, with the value opening up, you could kind of afford both those combinations uh, fairly easily. So I like those two. Um, And on the FanDuel side of things? Yeah, I got two. One's kind of a 
a cop out, but I really like Cam to CMC. Like I know he's not a receiver, but he kind of acts like one and I don't know. It's just a great matchup all around. Um, another one I'll mention is actually Mahomes to Chris Conley. Like Mahomes is overpriced, but if you want to get him in there with Conley, um, if Conley has a score and maybe 50 yards, like that's a pretty damn good stack uh, for around 13, 14k total. So I, I do like that as kind of an off the radar stack. I say that slowly because people may catch on quickly but i don't know that that many people will kind of deploy that strategy so no nah, we'll see i mean you know it's, it's weird well not just them too like i think people will be probably like if you play mahomes you kind of have to play hill or you have to play kelsey yeah you but really it, do if, if you're yeah so i mean salary i would also throw conley in there to kind of save some money um mm-hmm. and then maybe you could get creative with like a I don't know. Good running back defense combo, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's an interesting place to go. Like anytime you could get Mahomes with a receiver under 14k, it's it's worth looking at. Top tournament play for me this week is going to be Saquon at 7900. Um, might not be that low owned, but shoot, the guy can score 30 plus points, and um, he got a $1,200 price drop. Like again, it feels like it's really chasing. But when the guy's price is going down by that much, it just, just isn't. So with the upside, despite the bad matchup, I think, you know, you got to look at it for GPPs. Absolutely. Absolutely. For me, um, and he, he's interesting in cash as well, but I'm going to go Matt Breida. Uh, he has that Q tag, which usually keeps ownership down. Um, he's coming off back-to-back 100-yard weeks. He goes into Seattle to face a run defense that's ranked 20th according to Pro Football Focus. I think people see that little uh, Seahawk name and they, they still get afraid. Like, it, it, It's just amazing to me how people get things in their head from like a decade of football. And then when the team like completely drops everyone or trades them all away, they still think that's going to be the case. Like, Just because you have a uniform on doesn't mean you're good at defense. Like, <laughs> I don't know. The, 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 that, that game will be closer, I think, than people think. Um, and I do really like Brita kind of as a better option even than Kittle in my opinion right now. Um, yeah, it's just a decent matchup for tournaments. Definitely some Matt Breida. Dumpster dive play of the week? Spencer Ware, 4K. I, that's not even that creative, honestly, but he's 4K. I mean, if you want me to be a little bit more creative, I'll say Carlos Hyde at 33. Um, but I don't know. We were talking about this before the show, and spoiler alert for the next segment, but me and Nick don't really like any of the high-priced wide receivers. So if you can punt like a super-valued running back at flex, you know, that's the play this week, even for cash games. So Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, My dumpster dive I already mentioned in my quarterback-receiver combo, but it's definitely Chris Conley. Like, he's going to make so many things work for you at 4,500. Um, coming off a game where he had eight targets with Sammy Watkins out, Watkins already announced out. Uh, so just go ahead and lock him in there. Um, just enjoy all that salary. Get those running backs in there. Get your CMCs, your Aaron Jones, your girlies. So fake chalk. Fake chalk. Um, yeah. <laughs> Again, a little bit of a cop out, but I, I'm not paying up for any receivers this week for the most part. 
Um, especially now knowing Diggs is back, Thielen was kind of the one guy I was maybe considering. But there's just too much good value. Like you, you got Woods, who you mentioned at 7,300. Galladay, same price. Boyd at 7,100. San- Sanders at 7K. These are all guys that could go out and have bigger games than those guys up top. Um, we've seen Sanders had some big games last week. I think Schuster was 7,300. He was like one of the leading scoring receivers. Like you don't need to pay all the way up. Um, unless there's just a complete nut matchup, and I really don't see it. Uh, Adams is going to drop Peterson against Arizona. Jones has to face off against Baltimore. Tyreek Hill, I think that's probably the one you got to blink at. But for me in cash games, I'm, I'm getting running backs in there. Um, if we do get the Spencer Ware news, maybe I do end up paying up for one, but I, I really doubt it. I'm, I'm fading all high-priced receivers this week. The only ones I could make a case for DeAndre Hopkins, who I think could absolutely snap this week. Um, yeah. Or again, Thielen. Even with Diggs playing, I think that could honestly help him a bit. But I'm, I don't want. I don't want Odell. I don't want Devontae Adams. I don't want Julio. I don't want AJ Green. I don't want. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to pay nine thousand dollars for Tyree Kill. Especially n- nobody's going to play Tyree Kill in cash. If you do, you're a maniac. That's um, a crazy price. Yeah, he's eighty four on Fanduel, and even that, I'm like, eh, like no. probably not. So. 9k no way yeah no so there's definitely a lot more of high high price running backs that are they're catching my eye in these high priced wideouts uh, this week um which brings us to our chalk lock and for me it is one of those high priced running backs in christian mccaffrey coming off a 100 100 game last week um we know the kind of tilt this guy's put me on this season so i would expect nothing less on sunday but he's going to be in my cash lineup anyway yeah, no, I can't blame you. He's one of my guys, too. Um, mine will be Aaron Jones, actually. I'll go a little bit off the beaten pass and not say Todd Gurley for once. Um, but, yeah, he's had five targets in uh, each of his last three games. He's seeing more and more carries. Uh, you got to expect Green Bay to get up in this game. you got to expect them to go ahead early. Rodgers has had a lot going on uh, with the media this week. He's He seems pretty fed up. Um, so he's the type of guy who kind of usually reflects that on the field. I can see Green Bay going up early, and even if they don't, Aaron Jones is going to get a lot of red zone looks. So I love him for cash games this week. I think he has a pretty safe floor around 15 to 20 points, um, which is great at 7,600. So. All right, time for the bold call. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to come out and say it. Lamar Jackson's going to rush for more yards than he passes for on Sunday. Is that that bold? I question that. And only because, has he done that already this no. year? I think no, it, his first game he rushed for like... 71. Yeah, I'm looking at his... his no. Uh, no. no, 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 that was last week. And even the week before that, no. If he'd already done that, that wouldn't. See, I was gonna, I was trying, I was gonna be like, oh, he'll rush for like you know twenty five less yards than he passes for. But that's not bold because I think he already yeah, did that. Yeah, so yeah. I'll say, no, you're right. Yeah, no, I like that. Then I'm kind of banking that Collins and both Gus Edwards sit because then I'm really gonna like that that call. But um, with them questionable right now, um, I think it still stands as uh, under our bold criteria. So. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to use my homer card for the first time this year. Um, and I'm going to say the Giants are going to beat the Bears at home in New York. Uh, uh, is it, it? It is bolder than the line. Like, as even saying that, I, I like, want to bet the Bears minus three and a half. Let me pull that one back. I, uh, that's uh, It's either not bold enough or it's, it's just not really going to hit anyone. Um, I'll say that the leading 
Demarius Thomas, and in I'll say this is going to get a lot bolder if Hopkins is announced healthy, but he's currently questionable. Demarius Thomas will be the leading scoring receiver on this slate Jesus against Cleveland. Christ, that's bold. that's bold. Yeah, that's probably too bold, but I'll, I'll go with it. He's coming off a game where he had 17.8. Um, he wasn't even targeted that much. If Cutie misses and Hopkins miss, he's he's going to be total chalk. But I don't know, man. I he's a great target in the red zone. That it, it, it's tough to say. But Cleveland's past is not all that great, and um, I'm going to go there. I'm going to say DeAndre Hopkins, and I'm going to stop talking before I change my mind again. So, cool. Kareem Hunt got sent home from the Chiefs facility just now <laughs> to get out. Go home. Think about what you did. Come back on Sunday and play some football. <laughs> Come back on Sunday and suit up. Yeah, go home, take a cold shower. Uh, yeah, no dessert after dinner tonight. That's probably how they'll handle it. Uh, all right, that's a wrap for this week's show, guys. Uh, if you haven't already checked out mine and Nick's content on dailyplayaction.com, we do NFL content or NBA content, literally every single day uh it's only 33 cents a day which is a small small number compared to what you could win one of our members won four thousand dollars in two days this week so congrats to our boy josh vip over at dpa uh finney finney yes finney 412 the man um (laughs) hope to see him up top the showtime leaderboards again tonight And yeah, tons of NFL content as well for you guys. So go check that out if you haven't already. We will be back next week to talk more football. Until then, take care and good luck this weekend.